This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. From Barrie to Port Perry, Toronto to Buffalo. Take a joyride with Zoomer Radio AM740 and the boys in Dave's Corner Garage. Coming to you from the main bay at Queen and River. Got a car question for Dave Redinger or Alan Gelman? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free in Ontario at 1-866-740-4740. Yeah! Oh, right. uh, okay. Good morning, David. How yeah. are you today? We're back from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why, what a trip. That was great, eh? Yeah. Cincinnati, WKRP? I didn't know that Cleveland was the heart of rock and roll. It was. You know, see, what was his name? Alan Freed. He was the fellow that came up with the term rock and roll. Actually, apparently it was really talking about something sexual. Yeah, I know that. that? Okay, we'll talk about that. (laughs) Anyways, good morning, everybody. It's Dave's Corner Garage. We have a special guest in the studio today. Mark Silverman is joining us this morning from East Court Ford. Mark, how are you? He's a Blue Oval guy. Blue Oval. He's right, wearing a Blue it. Oval jacket. He's got the the Shelby stuff all over. Must be a free jacket, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got a problem with your Taurus, <laughs> yes. um, give Mark a call. Oh, your uh, Shelby Taurus. Mustang? <laughs> hey, you know, interesting program today. We are going all over the all over North America. We're going to Severn River. Where is that? North of Barrie. Oh, okay. All the way up there. Uh, Mark Blaine is a reader, writer, and um, listener to the show, and he's an auto mechanic, and they're having a uh, get-together with the local mechanics. I'm going up there on Tuesday, and we're going to talk about uh, the business and have a good time, maybe get a little drunk and stay You're going to teach them everything they need to know about auto mechanics? In five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're going to Trevor Hutchison, who's trying to get home for dinner. Uh, Trevor's from Crown, as you know. We're going to talk a little bit about Crown. They're going to be spraying the Port Severn Bridge. To see if they can make the bridge last longer, if it won't rust. Eh? Is that right? Jeez. Why not? <laughs> and Andrew is going to be calling in from California. The Fiat 500 is being upgraded with an Abarth edition, uh, 500 Abarth. I know Abarth when I was a kid because we used to sell the exhaust system. So is it going to be the 600 now? Uh, 692, actually 695. <laughs> it's actually a 695. Is that the price? No, I wish it was. I mean, it's probably like 30 grand. I'm sure it is. Anyways, hot stuff. And uh, we're going to take your calls. Have a great time. All right, let me give out the phone numbers, yep. which are, if you're local, that doesn't mean crazy. It means yes. if you live in town, 416-360-0740. Again, 360-0740. If you're out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Again, 1-866-740-4740. And I want to say hi to Betty. She's one of my longtime listeners. Was yep. very upset because... We weren't here in person last week. I know. know We replayed an old show from a year ago uh, because we were off, my brother and myself. We took our sons. uh, So the six men went and had a good time. We're stupid buggers and uh, no women around. So we were actually right. Nobody was saying you can't do that, can't buy that, and don't go there. We had a great time. Excellent. And uh, I just want to talk quickly. Mark has got a winter's tire sale you got coming up? Coming up this week, uh, 24th, 5th, 6th, 7th, uh, my annual sale. Yeah. Can't buy them for less, guaranteed. 
And that's at the mall, That'll right? That'll be at the Scarborough Town Center, which is Shepherd and McCown area. And you also have a service where you store the snow tires. Uh, yes. Or summer we, tires. Uh, we, uh, yeah, it's tire storage. Uh, if you buy a set of tires, uh, we can arrange to store your... It's like seat. summer camp for your winter tires that's and winter correct. camp for your summer tires. Oh, what a great concept. camp Let's for your winter it. tires. <laughs> there you go. So, that, you know, that's the problem somewhere. You know, people buy tires. A lot tires of people, yeah, especially uh, either they're physically disabled, it's hard to lift them up. Yeah. Or they have, don't have a space. A lot of people live in condos. They, and they take up a lot of room. They just can't do that. Exactly. It's, you can't store and store them properly so they don't come Correct. back all hard and crispy Correct. and everything else. And the other thing is, we always recommend you buy a set of rims. Yes. You know, instead of tearing the tire off the rim and tearing it on, which is a $100 charge. Plus, it shortens the life of the tire. Every yes. time you stretch it on, stretch it off, it's... It ain't it's, good it's, for the tire. That's not good for the and tire. And besides, after three years, they're paid for. Right? Yep. Exactly. That's all it takes. Right. So let's go right away to the phones. We're going to talk to actually Mrs. Saga because we're just talking about winter tires here. We're going to speak to Arlene Small, who's got a question about tire storage, I guess. How are you today, Arlene? Oh, hi. Good morning. Morning, morning. How are you? I'm very good. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys a question. I uh, had just recently purchased a new uh, Hyundai Santa Fe. Uh-huh. I'm really, we're really happy with it. And I just got it. Uh, it's a 2011. Right. We bought it in June. Uh, we just had it rust-proofed with Crown mm-hmm. about uh, two and a half weeks ago. Now, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine who um, was saying, well, you know, if you want your car to last this, this one, you know, getting it rust-proofed and everything, you can do yourself a, a big favor also by not parking your car in your garage in the winter, but by just parking it like he does, apparently just in his driveway. He says, I leave my garage for the bikes and all the stuff and the junk, but I park my car, and I was told by the mecha- my mechanic that your car will last longer. And the reason being is the, um, the heat, like, for example, you know, you, you, get out of, you, get, you know, you leave your garage in the morning, you drive to work, you park your car, it snows, da-da-da, you get in your car, you're driving back home, and, you know, there's the salt on the roads and everything, and then you go and you get home and you go in your garage and you open the door and you go back and, you know, and your car sits there overnight. I think it was rusting. I could hear it rusting during that story. (laughs) During that story, I could hear it rusting. Arlene, the short question is, he's right, but you did the best thing. You had the car sprayed to prevent that rust from happening um, because there's other parts involved as well. So in terms of the body, yeah, it is better, obviously, to stay frozen rather than going back and forth for those freeze uh, freeze thaw cycles. But for the engine, the transmission, you know, your, your own butt, I mean, it's nicer to get into a warm car rather yeah. than into a cold car. So you've done the best. You've, you've, you've um, had it sprayed, so you're going to prevent the rust from happening outside. But I would park it inside the garage. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I've got heated seats in that because we bought the limited. So it's like we've got all the bells and whistles. I mean, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't so much parking it just because I didn't want to get in a cold car. Yeah. Right. I just thought it. I always thought it was better to, that a car was inside than outside. But well, I would ask your friend how much room he has in his driveway well, because you know how many cars <laughs> can Buddy? Ha- he said it's better to park in his driveway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How much room has the guy got? He must have a huge house. Arlene, you've done the best you can, and we want to thank hey. you. For for calling in. All right. Absolutely correct. Guys, have a great day. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. We yeah, will do our best. <laughs> I'm taking my car over to his house. To ah, Buddy's okay. house, yeah. And Mississauga. <laughs> Look for the guy with the... A lot of cars. The six-kilometer-long <laughs> six driveway. Uh, you got bicycles. Whatever you want to store there, go right ahead. I drive a Maserati. Goes 185. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage here on the new AM740. I lost my license. No, now you can't can drive. drive. <laughs> it wasn't for that. 416-360-0740 or one 866 740 
888-344-7440. We'll be back with more of your calls. Rock and roll, baby. In just a moment. <laughs> Feel the tension building. I'm feeling it. Yeah, rock and roll, baby. This is because you are the man. What is this? I have the tiger, right? I have the tiger. Yes, yes. I can see the guy. He's he's running around. He's getting the dukes up. In Philadelphia, and he's screaming and yelling. And welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage uh, with that real tense moment. Alan's been telling us during break, they're building a kitchen in his house, and he's renovating his house. I went through all that. Yes, it's so much fun. It's unbelievable. It's amazing stuff. Anyways, uh, so Alan's a little tense today. (laughs) By the way... um, uh, if you're calling in today's show, we're going to get you a free car wash from Kipling Car Wash. Everybody gets one in the mail. And if you send me your email address through Dave's Corner Garage at am740.ca, your name will go in the hat. You can win a weekend for two at the Uxbridge Inn. You know, nice walks on the beach, get your nails done. You get dinner, two nights of dinner, wine, uh, manicure, pedicure, whatever your career is. When you have to go, though? You, <laughs> you have can to go, go anytime in the summer you want. You want to go in the winter. You go anytime you want. I was thinking and, about walking on the beach. It'll be frozen for darn sake there. Ice fishing. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be wrong going ice fishing because they don't come. (laughs) Anyways, on the phone is Trevor Hutchison who's wheeling his way back from the deep south trying to get home for dinner. Uh, Trevor, how are (laughs) you? Good morning, David and Alan. Hey, where are you you right now? Right now? Uh, uh, Right now, I am on my way back in Oakville. Oh, you're in Oakville already? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you'll make it. I will make it. <laughs> so you're Otherwise, actually... I may need one of those trips out to the Uxbridge Inn, although I don't know if my wife would appreciate ice fishing. <laughs> yeah, I know. You always catch the same perch. It's always amazing to me. So, uh, Trev, you know what? We always talk about Crown the Product. Let's talk about Crown the Company. Uh, it's yeah. actually a co-op. It's not actually a, a franchise. It's a co-op where the, the dealers actually own the company. Yeah, that may be one of the best stories about our company is that when we started in 1986, that's the way we were set up because a lot of our dealers that came into the business, um, you know, were starting from scratch. They had they had mortgaged their homes to get into a business. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. blue-collar people that had worked in mechanical trades. And so when the company was started, the idea was was to keep control with the dealers. And so it, that's why we call our crown shops dealers. And our, our dealers actually own the company. All, they all own a share in the company. That's right. And the, the purpose of it was so that it couldn't be taken over. So it's not a, not a publicly traded company. But the idea was is that, you know, where I work at our head office is that we manufacture all the products that our shops use. Uh, we do the research and development, marketing and sales and administration for our shops. But the idea is is that the strength of our company is that our dealers cooperate very well together so that when someone goes into one of our crown shops, they're actually dealing with one of the owners of the company, not just uh, a franchisee. That's right. And well, it's like the hair club for men. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> How would you know? <laughs> Not only do I use the product, I bought the company. I bought the company. 
Exactly. That wasn't a hair club. That was the guy with the razor. Remington. (laughs) Remington. Remington, right, yeah. It's always a hair thing, you know, whether you're cutting it, removing it, putting it back on. But in reality, that's why you get the care of the product and people actually care about the installation. It's not slip-flapping and banging, right? Exactly. It's not just, you know, people who are just hired for minimum wage to just spray cars. This is the actual owner of the company who wants to make sure that the application is done properly, that there's not extra applicant inside the carpet on the steering wheel and the car goes uh, out clean and and of course uh, it, there, there's a lot to know about it you have to do it properly it's part of the application process the reality is also when they want to retire they have something to sell right well that that's exactly what it is is that you know there's an onus on our dealers that the real value of of what they possess as a crown dealer is their own center but they're also very much interested in the other crown shops because you know, if you have a bad apple, it, it affects the whole bunch. Right. Conversely, if everybody has the same mindset in customer service and application, it actually increases the value of all their businesses. Fascinating so, stuff. So we, we are really intrinsically tied to one another, and that's why we're very big on, on the training programs that we have and also in helping our shops to be successful because if our shops aren't successful – it, it does affect the company as a whole. 250-plus stores across the country? Yeah, and, uh. and part, part of the reason I've been on the road is we're now opening up crown dealers uh, uh, in the U.S., right along the border in New York State, Ohio, Pennsylvania. The traditional Rust Belt. Exactly. Exactly right. Okay, Trev, we're going to let you go. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. You'll be at home and have time for dinner and uh, take the old gal out to a movie. I was going to say old lady, take the old gal out to a movie. <laughs> yeah, at least you'll appreciate that. I'm so happy my wife doesn't listen to this show. i got to tell you. Well, Trevor, quickly, hairdresser. if somebody wants to find the closest uh, crown dealer to themselves, how do they do that? They can do that at our website at crown.com, or they can call us at one 800 2675744. And for those who aren't familiar, it's Crown with a K. Yes, Crown with a K. All right, Trevor, have yourself a Thank great weekend. Thank you, Alan. Thanks, David. Take You're care, welcome, my friend. Bye bye. Bye now. Amazing stuff, huh? Yeah, and okay. good product, and it works well. You want to go back to the phones? Yep, go right All ahead. right, quickly, we're going to go to Mississauga. Bob has got a uh, check engine light. I often wonder, you know what? They should spell that C H E Q U E because it always costs you money, you know, that check engine light, eh? Never mind. Bob, you got a question? <laughs> Yeah, I've got a, well, in 2004 Impala, and I just had the car in three weeks ago for service and yeah. 20 point inspection and oil change and air filters. Uh huh. And the yellow light's coming on saying check engine. I've never seen that before. Usually it's a little mechanical thing that comes on or tire pressure. Kind of baffles me. Okay, okay. well, uh, we have an expert here for you that can help you. you well, it is, it is, it's a Chevrolet. It's not a it's Ford. A Chev, but they're all, basically they're all the same. There's, there's 265 sensors that will set that light. Wow. Wow. And of those 265, five of them will leave you stranded at the side of the road. So if if it's a situation of any one of those five, you won't be able to run the car. Well, how do you know which one it is? Well, your car won't start. <laughs> but uh, You'd be on the side of the road. <laughs> that's right. But the other 260 possibilities, you could actually drive the car. In fact, you know what? We had a customer who had a million kilometers on his vehicle. And for the last six years, drove with that engine light on. Interesting. Did and he passed emissions? Uh, yes, it did. And, but he knew what the problem was, and he just couldn't afford to fix it. Yes. And he continued to drive, and that vehicle's still on the road today. Well, because in a lot of cases, as you're saying, there are things that will make the check engine light come on that don't relate to drivability. Correct. Well, they do in, in some sense. It could be fuel economy. It could be... Uh, emissions. You know, 
emissions, of course. Now, I, I, what I'm going to think here, yeah. what, I, what I'm going to think, what I am thinking here, Bob, is why don't you call the fellows back that you just had the service done at, that you had the 21-point inspection? Because a lot of times when they're checking things under the hood, for example, we see this, what's very common is, for example, when, when someone wants to check the air filter, they have to open up the air filter housing, right. they have to move it. Sometimes they unplug something, they unplug something by yeah. accident, okay? Yeah. It could yeah. be ambient air temperature sensor, it could be unplugged by accident. These are possibilities. Uh, give them a call, ask them, tell them, you know what? Uh, it's kind of, is, I don't know if it's just a coincidence. Well, I okay. even undid the gas cap, redid it again in case the pressure was yeah, off. Yes, that's another it reason. It is wise to check the light, though. Even though you could drive the car, it is wise to have it checked. I would give the garage a call that you just had it serviced at and say, hey, you know what, guys? Just a few days after I got it serviced, yeah. lights on. Do you mind just scanning it quickly so we can get to the bottom of it? That would be the running, best thing to do. Fine. All right, great. Well, I want to thank you for calling in. Yep. Hey, thanks. Okay, super. And we're going to get to John and Yoram. Yoram's living in Pefferlaw. Pefferlaw, where's so, Pefferlaw? Just by Lake Simcoe. Okay. Highway 48. We will get to him in just a moment, but when we come back, we'll do those things. Plus, <laughs> we're going to be talking with Mark Blaine up in Severn River, north of Barry. They're going to spray south it with of Crown, Crown and hopefully it won't rust quite as bad. <laughs> away. This is Dave's Corner Garage on New AM 40. We've got Mark from East Court Ford. We've got Dave from Dave's uh, Dave's Corner Garage. Yeah. And Alan from Glen Allen Motors. And Dave from the body shop behind the board. Anyways, give us a call. 416-360-0740. More of your calls and exciting car repairs in just a moment. Hit the road, Jack. I'm all pumped up because I went last week Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, baby. I'm into it. Great place. Great place. I can't I mean, believe it. We spent four hours there. We I never spent a lot of time there. Oh, you could spend the whole day there. Yeah, My buddy Phil spent a half a day just in the souvenir department afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. You have friends like that? I do. It was funked up. Is that what you said before? No, it was great. great. Okay, I perfect. Never, I never said anything like that. No, no. <laughs> uh, welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Here um, on the new AM740. Yes. You know, I wonder when the new AM740 is going to become just plain AMC. <laughs> well, there's always room for improvement. Yeah, I can agree. You're absolutely correct. Uh, you know what? You want to go to the phones or you want to go to the phones? You know, let's go to the phones. Yes. We're going to go up to Pefferlaw. Yes. And there's too many F's in that. I couldn't spell it. Pefferlaw, Yoram Schwartz, a native of Pefferlaw, I'm assuming. Yoram, how are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Hey, Besander. So tell us, what's wrong with your Suzuki? <laughs> Uh, yes, I'd like to know a little bit information what yes. you feel about 208 Suzuki uh -huh. XL7 JLX all-wheel drive. Yes. yes, what about it? It's a 3.6-liter engine. I'm just uh, looking into buying one. It's a four-wheel drive. How much money drive. do they want? And I'm going to hang up the phone Okay. so I can hear you on the radio. Yeah, but we have to answer the questions okay. first of all. How many kilometers are on the car? 83,000, and it still has one-year warranty. Okay, and uh, how much money do they want? They're asking fifteen five. Fifteen hundred. Fifteen thousand five hundred. Oh, fifteen thousand. And what year is it? Uh, nine, 2008, with around 80,000 kilometers. All right. Okay. And it still has one-year balance of the factory warranty. Yes, okay, all right. Okay, Yarm, hang up. We're going to answer your question. Okay. Thank okay. you. Thanks. Have a good day. Okay, good. answer your question. See, is now one... that he hung up, we could make fun of him. You know? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you think $15,000 is a fair price for that well, vehicle? Well, you've got to say the car is five years old. Yes. So it should be just under 50% of its new car value. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the car sold for like thirty-five. dollars Okay, so, so yay, from that perspective, it's, nice it's actually a nice car. It's actually a nice car. Right. Yes. Problem 
is the warranty that he thinks he has is just a is just a, a Power base train. warranty, powertrain right. warranty. Exactly right. So there's nothing else there. And it's a very costly car to fix, but it's a beautiful car. But then, you know what? Suzuki Motors is almost bulletproof. Well, Suzuki builds a great car. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing wrong, but it's proprietary to them to go back to get yes, it fixed. Yes, exactly and, right. And it's an expensive car to fix. Oh, you make it sound like it's the Jaguar of Japanese cars. Well, not quite. But <laughs> <laughs> Family-owned company. It smells great. It, it looks good, but, but you don't want to pay to fix it afterwards. But truthfully, I'd walk back and say, give me 14 grand, I'll take it. So you think it's worth not a 14? big market for these cars. They're not a big selling car. The other thing, too, Yarm, is you want to get it checked by your own mechanic. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you, you could be looking at either a car that's perfect or a car that could conceivably need two or $3,000 worth Correct. of repairs, which is going to change the purchase price in the end, of course. Exactly right. It depends also how you're buying it. Certified, emission-tested, blah, 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 or you're buying it as is. So that's also one of the things you should be looking at. Would I buy it? Yeah, I think they're nice cars. They look Nice good. car. Yeah, nice car. Good, solid car, especially out there with four-wheel drive. But you know, you only want to pay 14 14 is my starting The other guy wants 15 uh, Let's talk to Mark Blaine. Mark is on the phone, and he's calling in from Severin something. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Hi, Dave. Alan, how are you guys this morning? Oh, we're getting by. You got any snow up there? You know what? Yeah, we got a little the last couple of days. We sort of got bombarded, but it's beautiful today. Yeah, the sun's shining. And, uh, yeah, oh, that's why they call them bombardiers, eh? <laughs> you got it. You need the snow. You need <laughs> a sled. I drinking too much coffee this morning. <laughs> yeah. Does Alan know this isn't television? This is radio. Oh, dear. <laughs> Get the sled out. Come on. So, Mark, what's going on up in Port Severn these days? Severn Bridge. Severn Bridge. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the grand show across oh, yeah. the Green River. It's across the road. Seven, yeah, God. Severn River, Green River area. Yep. Uh, you know what? Uh, things are busy, Dave. Uh, you're going to come up here on Tuesday night yes. and join us for our uh, information, client information evening. And so who's coming? I mean, you got the local mechanics coming? Yeah, you know what? We've uh, assembled quite a uh, few industry experts. We have a, a transmission expert, a friend of mine that owns a local trans, uh, transmission franchise. Right, yeah. Uh, a couple parts professionals, a uh, tire professional. Uh, yourself, of course. Non-professional. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're just going to discuss uh, the way we've revamped our business to focus more on the clientele that we have, uh, more so than bringing in new clientele. Now, you're in a small town, so do you meet the same guys all the time? I mean, it's like you're, you're a smaller market, not like a Toronto market. Actually, yeah, we have a very small market, but we have a great clientele base, you know, in our, in our community yeah. and whatnot. So, Marky, we talked about this last time you were on the show in regards to... You know, you have locals, but obviously you have people like cottage dweller kind of people. What's what's the split in terms of your customer base? How many? What's the percentage of locals as opposed to people who are just up for the weekend yeah. kind of thing? Absolutely. You know, we have um, we're fortunate enough to have a, a big clientele base, and we we take in very little breakdown traffic because we're quite busy. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of our clientele base are summer, uh, you know, summer cottagers that we only see in the summer months. Right. Um, and then they'll have you know a, a, a professional that takes care them down in the city in the off season uh, in the winter and whatnot mm -hmm. so we're pretty fortunate but but we we are fortunate enough to have a, a large clientele base here so i would say you know what probably 60 percent of um 70 percent of our clientele base are year-round now question two the type of vehicles i mean do you service you know anything but cars or just cars and trucks uh, just cars and trucks yeah okay. all makes and models um nothing any much bigger than a one ton really to be honest with you yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah. So now, is it more domestic than it is in import? Well, that's changing. Yeah, it is, eh? Yeah, yeah. We've seen uh, we've seen quite a change, but uh, I would say at this point, yes. But uh, but yes, definitely changing. We're seeing stronger uh, market share from the imports. You know, Usually, and, and it, you know more Hyundai's, Kias, et cetera, too. But you know that line yeah. is so gray, anyways. It's not definitive. Yeah, in other words, domestic. You know, you know, Buddy, who used to think his Impala was 
built, you know, and uh, exclusively out of American or domestic parts, finds out very quickly that it's not. Um, same thing, you know, you're looking at your Toyotas and, and, and your Hondas. They're all built locally, so there's really not a problem there. So they're so. international companies building exactly. a can in the United States. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. good stuff. Okay, and, so and we're going to come up there and have some fun. Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to seeing what you. What time are we starting? What's that? 7, 7 p.m. You're going to come up a little bit earlier, I believe. 7 p.m. God, that means I'm, I'm you, gotta, you have to bring the beer, eh, Dave? Yeah, I'll have to, my nap. Yeah. I'll have, to have my nap between 4 and 5. And then... <laughs> no, we can take care of that for you. <laughs> yeah, I can, eh? All right. Yeah. Mark, look forward to coming up. Okay. And we'll see you up there. Uh, Mark Splains Automotive. You're broken down on the Highway 11. This is where you want to get towed to, right, Mark? You got it. <laughs> but if, if you need some shoes for your horse, they don't do that kind of work. <laughs> Not, <laughs> 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 Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, Mark. Okay. We'll All righty. See, and I would have thought those local guys, you know, I'm thinking of Mr. Haney and, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, that, that, it's, I'm getting a different picture nowadays. They, they've moved up into the modern it's age, eh? This is Okay, it's practically <laughs> Toronto. <laughs> Actually, as the city grows, it becomes Toronto. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. It's The cars are sophisticated, but remember what he said, not a lot of breakdown traffic. And I was, we went on that trip this last weekend. you can't drive through Bethlehem long enough to break down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Faster than your intel. That's right. But I was going to say, on the trip we went, I think, uh, 1,000, 1,500 Ks, we only saw one car broken down the side road with a flat. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't. They used to be. They littered all yeah. over the place. That's right. Cars are so much better. You yeah. have computers that monitor things. So in a lot of cases, you know, there's a light that's going to come on. It's going to pre-warn you. Uh, I had it in my, my, my own car the other night where my wife said, what's that yellow light? And it, sure enough, it was a tire light. So we had a little bit of uh, warning. was able to get yeah. some air put yep. in. We weren't stuck on the side of the road. Did you need a good place to get it fixed? I could recommend. Well, uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, East Court Ford. You can always recommend East Court Ford. <laughs> if you're in East part of town. However, if you're up on Dufferin Street. Glen Allen Motor. There you go. Just behind the car. Now, you guys just started from fast lane to quick lane. You're now quick lane. Correct. Yeah, now we're now qu- quick lane, yes. Quick lane. So the transition. So which is faster? We're quicker. Is it faster, faster or quicker? quicker? We're quicker. We're quicker. <laughs> so if you need an oil change, you can't wait. You go in there, you Come sit down, watch the television, have some stale donuts. and I tell people, if you're in a big hurry, we can change the sticker only in about three, 30 <laughs> seconds flat. You know, make you feel like you got an oil change. <laughs> a, a pseudo oil change. Okay, we'll be right back after these quick messages. And we're talking with Andrew, who's introducing us to the new Fiat 500. We'll be doing that right after. It's a Fiat. Yeah, man, Fiat. Found on road. That's the wrong one. <laughs> That's a good mechanics song, you know that? I can help. Yeah. I can help. You got a problem with your spark plugs? I can help. You got a problem with a used car? I can help. Need parts? Ask my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage with Mark Silverman from East Court Ford and now Quick Lane. Quick Lane? Yep. A tire and Auto Center? Yes, sir. You not only change your oil, we change your tires, supply you with rims, supply you with coffee, this, that, and the other. And a good smile. And I good always smile. tell people, if we didn't get grease on your steering wheel, you wouldn't know that we were actually in your car. We do it on purpose. <laughs> okay, fresh from California's auto show. The, the uh, Fresh from the coast. That's okay, it. the remember, West Coast. Remember that Ed Sullivan show? She always say, here on the coast. Well, here on the coast is Andrew from uh, Chrysler Corporation. Andrew, good morning. How are you? Hi, good morning, Dave, and thank you for having me on the show. Oh, it's our pleasure. We've got you. So we, you just came back from the California Automotive Show? Yeah, I did. I did. And uh, I can tell you the weather out there is a lot better than it is here in Detroit. 
Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those things you always ask yourself when you get back, why do I live here? Right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, we were crossing the border there uh, last year, and the guys, guys asked me, where are you going? I'm going, Florida. Where in Florida? Pembroke. I have a place in Pembroke. He goes, oh, I just live up the street in Davie. And I go, you have a place in Davie. What are you doing in Detroit? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> oh, there Anyways. are nice parts of Detroit, I must where? say. I, yeah. I, I've been there. I've seen them. Uh, All right, so tell recently. us. Uh, the Fiat 500 came to North America, what, la about a year ago? Yes, last year. Okay, yep. and now yep. you have a special edition. What's the going on? Abarth edition. Yes, that's right. So it's the 2012 Fiat 500 Abarth. Abarth, Abarth, Abarth. Oh, Abarth, sorry. <laughs> Maybe Abarth is... <laughs> There's two different ones, eh? There's the Abarth <laughs> and the Abarth. You Go know, ahead. Carlo was uh, from... He's an Austrian, Carl, from Vienna. He is. Yeah. He, is. he used to he take is. the little 500 to... over to the Italian side. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. He actually he actually um, became an Italian uh, citizen. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. so he could punch up the Fiat's. In the 60s, yeah. we used to sell these exhaust systems all the time because my old man was a Fiat dealer. Mm -hmm. well, we were the biggest Fiat dealers in Canada. Okay, so let's get back to the story oh, here. Sorry, so, sorry the, so the Abarth <laughs> model or the Abarth model yeah. Fiat. So it, it's, what is it, a little peppier? Or it goes faster? Or it looks better? Tell us about it. Well, I can tell you that, we're, I mean, first of all, we're really excited about the arrival yeah. of this car because, you know, we've had, ever since we launched last year with the Fiat 500, we've uh -huh. had enthusiasts asking us about the Abarth because right. this is what they've been waiting for. And the long wait's finally over. Mm -hmm. uh, this car, it, it really offers, we like to say, sting right out of the box. All right, so a quarter mile, 13 seconds? Well, yeah. We, <laughs> I can I mean, walk it, faster. The the twin well the, the twin intercooled turbocharged multi air engine oh wow, wow. okay yeah this is power. wow this is big technology going on oh yeah absolutely now mm -hmm. this is not new this car's been in Europe for a while right yes this car's been in Europe for a while um, they relaunched Abarth in 2007 over in Europe and yeah. then we have taken it over here and and you know in addition to all the modifications that were made to the 500 to adapt it to the U.S. and Canadian markets. Mm -hmm. We have now also adapted the Abarth to our market. So now the Abarth, what's the, what's the price point of this car? So we haven't uh, announced pricing yet on the car. So um, but, you know, one of the things that Fiat stands for, obviously, is having attainable cars, right? So the pricing for Abarth will, will fall right within that same philosophy. So what does Fiat stand for? Tell me what Attainable cars. No, attainable. Fiat stands for Fabricato Italian Automotive a Torino. Yes. Yeah, that's very good. so that's pretty very good. good. Not fix it again, Tony. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, decent cars. No, no. I, I got to tell you something. We we sold a ton of them. Uh, they got a lot of spirit. I'm looking for the bigger models to come. When are they going to come out with something that's that's more substantial? I mean, they have some great stuff over there. Yeah, they do. But again, you know, you, you have to remember that Fiat, you know, in its alliance with Chrysler now, uh, you know, our our role within the organization is the small compact cars. Okay. You know, if, you, if you want anything bigger, we have you know, all the other brands that are there supporting us. So really, you know, the product portfolio is, is very, very deep in what we offer currently in terms of vehicle lineups, you know, you, down from our 500 all the way up to the big Ram trucks. Right. So that's your Chrysler part. In Europe, you actually sell Chryslers under, under Lancia label, isn't that right? Uh, yes, in Europe. Yeah. In Europe. Yes. So it's yes, interesting. So do you think in the long term we'll be seeing like Alfa Romeo and, and things like that coming here from Fiat? Well, yeah, the plan is to bring Alpha over. Um, you know, how, how they're actually going to do that, you know, we were, it's still yet to be determined. But, um, you know, I can tell you just from our side, I put them on you know, a we've been extremely busy getting this Abart launched, yeah. right? So we're, uh, we're very, very excited. When is it coming? So the Abart will be in studios the first half of next year, 2012. 2012. 
So you've got three models now. You'll have a convertible, you'll have the base, and then the the little hot rod, which yep. everybody loves. It was on Top Gear, and the guy goes, this car's got attitude. I mean, this is a really rough... This is like the Mini Cooper of, of, of the Fiat's. And yeah, it's a, it is. And, and, you know, to have, obviously... So the Top Gear show, they were... You know, uh, testing out the European version, right. and and I can tell you that our car has had you know significant upgrades in terms of suspension, handling. So you know, if if Top Gear was that enthused about the European car, you know, it, it's that's really good news for us because our car has taken it one step further. Perfect. So and for them to to give us that good of a review on that car is because they they can be pretty tough. They can right? be pretty brutal. Just ask anybody who's driving one of those electric cars. Anyways, we right. <laughs> You know what, Andrew, thank you for taking time. I know you're tired from your trip. And yes, uh, Sophia de Barth in spring here in Canada. And you're doing very well in Canada. I think per capita you're doing better than the U.S. So yeah, uh, you yeah, guys we're, are doing we're well. With, with how things are going in Canada. That's, that's Excellent true. stuff. Thank you so much for taking time. Thank you, guys. Okay, that was Andrew from Chrysler Corporation. <laughs> you know, the Fiat How many Abarth, horsepower is that now? Uh, I bet you it's got to be like 125, 130. In a That's a, in a little car. That's going to be pretty quick. Yeah. When they started out, the 500 used to be a two-cylinder engine, mm -hmm. uh, 26 horsepower. And uh, Carlos would take that thing and actually double the horsepower, make it like 50 horsepower. And this little thing is like it's the size of a phone booth. Just phenomenal stuff. Anyways, that's uh, the, that was uh, that, and let's go move on. All right, we got callers standing by. We're going to go out to Brampton next. And uh, thanks, John, for hanging on the line. You've got a problem. I guess you're doing your own tune-up. Is that it, John? Uh, well, last weekend I was helping a neighbor change the spark plugs in his 2002 uh, Dodge Caravan. Yeah. We got the front three fine. Mm -hmm. uh, the back three, if you reach around the engine, you can sort of feel them, but you can't get to them. You can't get to the... Uh, I think from underneath. Uh, we tried that. Uh, look from underneath, but there's all sorts of stuff there. It's, it's basically hidden behind the, uh, the firewall and underneath the, uh, the air intake where the windshield wipers are. Welcome so to my world. <laughs> the uh, the windshield wiper assembly and cowl comes off. Yeah, if you take exactly. It off, we just did heater core, and on you one of can those you can access it through there uh, once you've got that off. It's yep. about four or five bolts. Not a big job. Question: You change the plugs for what reason? Just for maintenance? Uh, just maintenance. And yeah, how many Ks all. were on the vehicle? Uh, about a hundred, and this is his first change. Yeah, see, that's why they come out. A lot of people aren't. A, they they think you know the spark plug companies. They were doing a great thing by coming out with these things that could last forever. But the main reason was because they're so difficult to change. That's right, yes. And this is why the intervals sometimes are 150, 160 Ks. But they are, uh, they are very difficult to do, and uh, that's why you should leave it to a professional. Um, well, the truth is you also have to be careful, one, that they're not seized in there, especially because they've never been out for, for five, six years, mm -hmm. and two, that you don't break them. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, see, this is where the guys make mistakes with power tools, okay? It's great to remove things, but you don't want to be putting them back in with yeah. that same power well, you tool. Crack the because you crack the plug and then uh, you know you're gonna call the show next week because I helped my neighbor change the plugs and now the check engine lights come well, on and it's so shaking. the answer to him is you gotta remove the cowl, he's gotta remove some of the parts mm -hmm. to get in there. I think we do it from underneath. I think that's how we how we do it. No, I think the intake on the top is uh, yeah. it, it comes off easy. A lot of the stuff is big looking but it does come off. The worst one's Mitsubishi. Mm -hmm. you, you got to take half the motor apart to get in there. Do you have to take the windshield wipers off or just the cowl somehow comes off? The, the cowl assembly. The cowl assembly comes off. i got to be honest with you. If you get on YouTube, you're probably going to find somebody's done it and going to show you how to do it. 
Oh, okay. Right. That's it's an idea. Probably the best way because there's a lot of information on the internet, and and that'll be an easy way to do it. But like I say, when you're putting the plugs back in, put in the best you can so you don't have to do this again. Like yeah. double double no, platinum. Double platinum uh, champions is what we what he's got. That's fine. Yeah. Put the three in the front like that, and that's what came out of the car. So good. All right, good. John. Thanks for calling in. Good luck. Thank you, gentlemen. Take Bye. care, my friend. All okay. Right. Yeah, there's so many things now. It's not like the old days where it was, I open up the hood and that's where it was. Nowadays, there's covers and there's protecting. Well, you know you what? You can't you even need, find And this you stuff. need a better quality hammer to hit the thing with. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll be right back after these quick messages. It's Dave's Corner Garage with Mark Silverman, Alan Gelman, Dave Redinger, and Dave, the guy behind the screen here who's working on the board. Thank you, David. I never say thank you, but I will say thank you. <laughs> Dave Gaskin. We'll be right back. Hey, that's an interesting song. Goodbye, Joe. Me gotta go down on the bayou. Is that the song? Goodbye, Joe. Me hey, go. hey, hey, hey. Go. Well, he knows. He knows. <laughs> it does sound like uh, Green Stillwater a little bit, doesn't it? Who is it? He told me, but I forgot. It's Sean Ferguson. <laughs> Vinny, Greedy Dirt Band. Sean Ferguson. Dave told us it's this. Okay, welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage with Alan Gelman. And John Fogarty. And John Fogarty. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Mark Silverman's Mark here Silverman. from East Court Ford, also known as Quick Lane. And we're going to be strictly on the phone for the next few minutes, so let's do that right now. All right, Doug Wilson. Oh, I'm not supposed to say his last name, am I? No, just Doug. Okay, Doug. Doug, Doug is calling in from Mississauga, and he's got a question about... Parts, parts for his old car. What what can he what can we do for you today, Doug? Yes, I'm looking for a place to take my 2000 Pontiac Grand Prix in for parts. Uh, I, I wanted to dispose of it, and I, on the phone a couple of weeks ago, you had a number for a good place to take it in for parts. Yeah, well, you can do a I couple of things with it. Of the car, and I don't want to just junk it. Okay, that one. Every any auto record will probably give you 300 bucks for it right now. Right. So there's one place you can go with it. Two, you can donate it to a, 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 like the Kidney Car, which is one, or Car Heaven, which is another. And these are companies that take it in and give you a tax receipt because yeah, they're a right. charity. And uh, the money goes, I think part of the money goes to the charities, obviously. Right. So those are two that you can donate it to. You can also take it into your local Ford dealer. They have a uh, um, retire your ride program. You trade your vehicle in. Oh, but it's okay. You trade that in. You, I have you, a new one already, but uh, I want to get rid of the old uh, one. Okay. <laughs> now, 2000 is not that old. You know, I always thought we wanted to, to fix a car up. A couple of years ago, we had an idea for one of our television shows was to take a car like yours, rebuild it, mm -hmm. and then give it to somebody who was worthy. And you know what the downfall was? They couldn't get insurance. Mm. They, they, they would nail them with insurance so much that they couldn't afford to drive the vehicle. So you, there goes that. <laughs> All right, Doug, check out number, the yellow pages. You a number a couple of weeks ago. I'll give yep. it to you right now. Yeah, the standard. Local, yeah, standard auto record. 416-286-8686. Yeah, that's a record. And they'll give you... Yeah. Two or three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks usually is if you drive it in and the way you go. I thought you mentioned there was a place better than that to take it for parts. I don't uh, honestly know. Just fill out the owner the, the donor card. That's what you need that's to do. The best one, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, take care, Doug. Good luck with it. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And quickly, we're going to go to Martin and calling in from Barry, who's got a Ford truck and something wrong with the heater, I guess. Hey, eh, bye. What's going on, Martin? Yeah, gentlemen, it's a, a 2008 F550, mm -hmm. uh, and the heater will work sometimes, and it won't. Uh, it'll come on, and then all of a sudden go cold. 
And I never got a, a parts manual with it. I bought it two years old, but it's got these auxiliary one, two, three, four switches on the left, and then the plus and, plus and minus uh, gizmo. Can okay. Mark help you with that? Yeah, no problem. The plus and minus gizmo is a trailer brake control mm -hmm. oh. uh, that's built into the car. So if you have a trailer and you're towing it and it has brakes, you can uh, set the sensitivity of the of the, uh, of the brake control. Okay, right on. Those but how come his F and heater don't work, though? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tell you why that's okay. working, too. Uh, those auxiliary switches, those are just a bus, syst bus system that you can, uh, if you had uh, a plow and uh, lights and a PTO and uh, a bunch of accessories that were electrical. You could individually operate them, oh. or on a uh, open them all, on, and they'll be on a bus, and they'll okay. be uh, they'll be all activated. Your heat does, does the blower still blow? Uh, yeah, the blower works. It, it comes on fine. Then all of a sudden it'll go cold. And sometimes I'll switch it over to air, and then back the heat, and it'll come. Yeah, the blend door motor has got something hanging off the end of it, probably a big foam pad, and uh, needs to be taken apart and fixed. How well, big a job is that? I. Uh, Depending on where you go, you're probably looking two or three hours. Mark, you're in Barrie. Are you ever, you ever down in Toronto? Uh, yeah, we come down there occasionally, but we stay up here, up here mostly with the big truck. You know? East Court Forge. Phone him on Monday. Uh, he'll walk you through the manual away you go. But do okay, it before the winter comes, because otherwise your heater won't be hot. No, no, yeah, you won't, you won't <laughs> have much heat. I got a, a big kick out of the uh, Fiat Acronym, Acronym, Dave, but yeah. I won't mention the Ford one right now. <laughs> no, you got to be nice. First on race day. Yeah, okay, we got to go. First on race day. Martin, good luck with your heater. Hope you get it all fixed up. I want to thank everybody for calling in today. Yep. Yep. Any special announcements, Dave? Yeah, speaking of Ford, by the way, the, uh, the big race is, next, is tomorrow. So they might win the championship in NASCAR. That's yeah. right. It's Carl the end of the NASCAR season from Homestead <laughs> yeah. International Raceway. That's right. Just down the street from where I live. Anyways, I'm thanks for, for joining Tony us. Stewart, by the way. I'm I'm a Tony Stewart fan. I'm, I'm not listening to you. Okay. Mark, thank you very much. Thanks for, for having me. Thank you, Dave Gaskin behind the board. Thank you, Oren behind the phone. Thank you, Alan, and have a great day. See you next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.